Hello, welcome to Spiked Out. This is Caleb. I am uh, your resident physician and my illustrious oh, partner in crime's name, <laughs> my illustrious partner in crime is also here with us and her name is Bea Fey. My name is Bea welcome. Fey. Welcome. This is a podcast that we started a few weeks ago and we have kept rolling surprisingly despite my best efforts to procrastinate. Are you kidding? And okay. The no, the title of the podcast is Spiked Out. It is about learning and growing and branching out, branching your life perspective with guests. Okay, there you go. That's a long, disjointed intro, but it was great. I'm so proud of you. No, thank you. Um, yeah, guys. So just like Caleb said, this is spiked out. Um, we've been going strong for a few weeks now, and surprisingly, it's been on my end that's been difficult to like. What do you mean by surprising? Because, uh, can I just be honest? I didn't expect this much from us, but here we are. Yeah, you know, I'm proud of us as a unit as for a being unit. so locked in. Yeah, we really are locked in. We're like pretty committed. You know, I've come to the point where like, if I'm not at home, I'll be like, how can I record this podcast? I am at home tonight, though. But yeah. Also, I heard a lot nice. of good news about our little blurb section. Like that was a new thing we tried last podcast. And I thought I heard it. It was good. Our what? Our little, like, you know how we had, like, oh, a like talking? Yeah, people like yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. People like that. <laughs> My validation <laughs> has finally been achieved for all this all time. All these years. I'm thinking about starting a new segment, and we're just going to spring it on our guests for today. It will just be like, it's going to be a hot take segment, and I'm just going to list off a number of things and ask if it's overrated or underrated. I mean, people have done it before. I think it'd be fun, though. You should do it. We should do it. When it starts getting like a little a little too exciting, just like, oh man, this is such a great conversation. Just stop it and just be like, so tell me. <laughs> exactly. Find the most inappropriate time to make that. Yeah, that's a, yes. He's just like, well, when I was four, my dad and I'm like, oh, okay. Sour patch kids. Overrated, <laughs> underrated. That'd be great. I like that. If he says underrated. He's valid. If he says overrated, he's probably not coming back in the podcast. When's the last time you had a cat, Caleb? I have never. Wait. When I had babies, I've had cavities. So since I've had adults, I've never had a cavity. That's amazing. I had a cat. I had to get my wisdom tooth taken out a few weeks ago because I had a cavity in it. Fun fact. Gross. Fact. Brush those boys. Yeah. I know it's so hard to get in the back there because you gotta like. You gotta like no, move. I feel you. You know what I mean? Like the bottom, your bottom jaw, you gotta like move to the left, and your top jaw, you gotta move to the right. Like what? That's true. It's uncomfortable. I got a big mouth, so I just be like ah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do so, for Lunar New Year? You- dude, I did not celebrate it, but this video game I play released like characters that are dressed in like new lunar new year outfits it look kind of sick so i mean that would be my version of celebrating it which is nice. very very uh 
capitalized, capitalismized. I don't know if that's the word. You were just making up a word. <laughs> capitalistic, capitalistic. Hilarious. Sorry, I cut you off. What were you going to say? What'd you do? Oh, I went to Dallas with a friend, Mr. Joe Potts, Joey P. Shout out Joey P. And we went to get Korean barbecue together. And that was his first time getting Korean barbecue together. And guess what? Really? Mm-hmm. If it was he, hilarious. He it, obviously, right? Surely. It doesn't seem like it. Yeah, because he's so well-traveled, that man. Yeah. Such a it, cultured individual. He is very cultured. For, yeah. Anyways, he'll, funniest part. Mm-hmm. You good, bro? Yeah. Funniest part. So we sat down. It was like a booth, a two-person booth. Oh. And the waitress gave me the menu and addressed me only. <laughs> and I was like, uh, "You think it's because she was like, oh, you're Asian?" Yo, one like that kind of thing. Oh, oh yeah, wow, mm. like she like gave him utensils, but when it came to like, so they have like she gave him a fork and she gave you chopsticks. No <laughs> way. <laughs> no, not that far. But they had okay. um, QR menus, but it wasn't working mm-hmm. on our phones because like we were at the very back of the restaurant, and. She was like, oh, I'll print one out for y'all. And then she came back and she handed me the singular menu. <laughs> <laughs> she looked Filipino too. She didn't really look Korean. But then again, you don't really, you can't really tell what people are. <laughs> so, That's I mean, how I celebrated. To be fair though, she was right because you've been there before and he hadn't. She was right. But I thought it was very funny. That is funny. I like That's how like actually. Korean, Korean meets. I like how like Asian take on like marination, marinating meat is yeah. like sweet. Like I like that. Like you know how like you get tech I'm Texan by the way. Um, <laughs> um you know like Texas barbecue, like it's more yeah. savory than sweet. You know what I'm saying? That's not marinated though, that's smoked. Oh, is I don't know the difference. Well sometimes they'll like or usually with like at least with brisket, you get a brisket and you can either get a flat brisket flat, which is just like the thing where you can get a whole brisket, which has something called the point on it. And then you cover it and, you know, some people use mustard to help the marinade stick to it with the dry rub. It's not a, it's not a true wet marinade. Oh, it's not like you soak it in and put it in the refrigerator. Yeah. Gotcha. But. I would prefer savory though, I think. Really? I Why love like Asian marinades. I marinate tons of stuff in it. It's just like garlic, ginger, soy sauce, mm-hmm. honey. Like show you, yeah, a little bit of honey, um, stuff like that. It's good. I like it. I but I maybe go ahead. No, you go. Ahead. I do prefer my Asian marinades, though. I feel like it's not as heavy on the stomach, but it's yeah. all beef. It's probably just in my head. Maybe. I, I've gotten to the point where I don't like sweet foods. Like, this is the first time I've had candy in, like, months. Really? Oh, dude, I, like, it's all salty for me. Like, as soon as I eat this, I'm, as soon as we finish the podcast, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna gotta eat, like, something. Really? That's mm-hmm. interesting. I don't know why. Have you discovered that about yourself? Because I used to be, like, the biggest candy head of all time. I know. That's really surprising. Because, you know, like, those people who, like, drink coffee and then they suddenly stop drinking coffee in the middle of their lives? Like, what have we become? Caleb and I were once were talking once about, like, when's the point that we're going to become, like, ultra-conservative? 
because I feel like we both pretty have like pretty liberal views. And then we were like, is it the time when like they legalize like robot marriage? And we're like, nah. Oh uh, yeah. That ain't it. Yeah. Probably. So or probably like, like you know those they put like speakers that like project propaganda. But it's like not propaganda, it's like ASMR. At that point, I'm out. I think this I'm is out. your moment for you, but like with your taste buds. Oh, maybe. Like this is your your entry into adulthood. Now I'm an adult. Do I? Yeah, can yeah. I do my taxes now? I still don't know how. I also don't know how to do my taxes. Fun fact. Yeah, TurboTax though. Shout out TurboTax. Sponsor us TurboTax. I get my done with H and R Block. All right. Well, why'd you say that? Now we're not gonna get sponsored by TurboTax. <laughs> Speaking of ASMR, I hope everyone can hear me chewing these. That way, they could have some ASMR. <laughs> Maybe if you're listening to this while you're going to sleep, you know, some people don't like the sound of chewing. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't mind it when I'm doing it, but I hate listening to people. But I have friends that listen to ASMR every single night. Our very first esteemed guest, Alex Allison. Are you excited? I don't know that he, him. I, 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 no, I am not. <laughs> exposing him i'm just saying he has mentioned that he believes in asmr i'm not sure if he listens to it every night gotcha there's nothing wrong with asmr i really like I think so well what's the line between asmr and like mukbang like i don't know i don't know very much about that other than i know this girl this asian girl on youtube who does mukbang and she like tells haunted there's like true crime stories on it and that's that's kind of cool she's on to something yeah like. but i feel like mukbang is like just like a, you get a bunch of food and you kind of go through it. But like ASMR can just be like, you're like tapping on the microphone. You're like whispering. You know what I mean? Or you're like tapping on something like that. Okay. Yeah. Please don't. But you have to take the cover off the microphone and like that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like get it all like when you feel. All yeah, no, not like it. Well, I mean, I, if it helps you sleep, I don't. I would definitely do it if it helps you sleep. I think it would keep me up. Are you like? What I, are some? sleeping sleeping essentials for you mm. not sleeping <laughs> i do not sleep <laughs> yeah if anyone does not know i do have a problem with sleeping but i don't know you know when i was younger maybe this is part of growing older too when i was younger i used to be like able to sleep for 12 hours straight but now even if i go to sleep at four in the morning i'm gonna wake up at nine and just sit oh up in bed my and go. gosh no that's that's crazy i don't I know why do i'm not like that i gotta get like my full my full seven eight i'm really trying i'm trying because i'm trying to you know eat you know, like be healthier you know as i finish these polish off this 360 calories of sour patch kids red um, dye i'm trying yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to make dallas proud you know what i'm saying but it's like it's so hard for me to sleep like consistently it's either but sometimes i'll be able to get that you know like weird nine hour night but for the most part no it's just shocked for me dude but um my mom very healthy she only sleeps like six hours a night and it's pretty impressive like she'll just be like she goes to bed at like 11 wakes up at five and just bam 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 starts her day like she and she's been like that since she was like in her 20s is that crazy like that 
Do you think I'll be like that? Is that what you asked? Actually, do you think you'll eventually be like that? No, not at all. I'm not that type of person. I enjoy my sleep. That's why night shift was so hard for me, man. And if anybody listening to this asks for like night shift, night shift tips, I have none because I never, I never like got used to it. I would just like do the uppers and the downs. Miserable the whole time. I was miserable the whole time. Exactly. Oh, oh, it's that time, Caleb. It's that time of the day of the hour of the podcast. Yes, it's the time of the hour of the podcast where our guest arrives. Introduce our esteemed guest. All right. Hello, everyone. This is Mr. Will Boyd, also known as Captain America. Just tonight. (laughs) Just tonight. (laughs) Um, I've known Will for quite a while now. I think Will's known me since I was like, what, six, seven? Little Asian kid running around. Pretty young. Pretty young. Just kidding. Um, Will is... Will and I go to church together. He is a financial advisor with Edward Jones. Is that correct? Good job. Sorry, what was that? You got it. I got it. Um, he's a husband. Edward Jones. He's a husband. Well, oh, like your cat, Caleb. Sorry. He's a husband to um, our lovely Megan Boyd and a father to two two cool kids the first eli the second a cute doggo that they recently adopted um will you want to add anything else to what i've said you want to tell us a little bit about yourself uh well i um yeah i've been in tyler texas for about 26 years now uh moved over when I was so, gosh, a little bit younger than you, Bea, if you can believe that, moved over from the Dallas area. So I, I grew up really in the Grand Prairie area, uh, spent some time in Wyoming when I was, uh, I guess, from about eight to 16. So lived in Wyoming. Um, so that's, that's pretty much it. Came over here after I graduated college at UT Arlington. Um, been at the Tyler Church since 96, um, lived in Kilgore for a while, and I've been in Tyler now for about 10 years, so cool, cool, anything cool. I should add to that? No, that sounds great, that sounds great. So, Will, welcome to Spiked Out. Um, I am one of the co-hosts, my name is Bea, as you know, and this is my friend Richard Caleb. He goes by Caleb. Um, Spiked Out is all about, Caleb, what's Spiked Out all about? He got on to me last time for describing it horribly, so. No, not, well, maybe I did, I don't remember. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's kind of about, you know, expanding your, your view on life from talking to different people from different perspectives, some similar to us, some not similar to us, yeah. Absolutely. So, Will, when I was doing a little bit of research on you, because what i do research <laughs> some some <Ooh>. some good <laughs> research good classic research i noticed that you made a pretty big career change in the middle of the pandemic so what i saw is you came from working well, in a, yeah in a lab and then july 2020 you went into the finance world what was that about this sounds like a interview yes. a work interview but well it wasn't it wasn't really planned <laughs> 
middle of a pandemic that just kind of happened. <laughs> so uh, it, the ball started rolling on that. Um, you you want to hear how it actually came about? I mean, yeah. the whole the whole story. Okay, yeah. so it's wild. Um, so I've always liked investments, saving, budgeting, um, things like that. It's just always been a lifetime interest since I was a young teenager. But for whatever reason, when I went to college, I got a degree in chemistry and went down environmental science path. And so I started working at a lab over in Kilgore and worked there for uh, about, I guess, about 25 years, uh, quite a while. And then um, through a sequence of events that were timed well. And so uh, do you happen to know Tony Siri? Yes, I do. Okay, so so Tony is best buddies with Alex, who is married to Lexa, right? Yeah, we're all friends. <laughs> right. So so about the time that Lexa met Alex and started bringing him around, and Alex brought Tony around. Tony's an Edward Jones advisor. So this was coincident with um, our our laboratory having a a finance team where we worked with our in-house money and started trying to build up our investments that we had as kind of your emergency fund money, but also your growth money for the business. But we just didn't want, you know, it was, it was in, uh, gosh, I guess it was already in the millions when we took over. So you didn't want to have that much money just sitting around, not doing anything. So we started, so we built this team to, to build investment portfolios to put that money in of, of differing degrees of risk and when it got it got to a certain point where it was just getting pretty big and we thought we need to really bring in a, a real professional to, to manage this it's getting a little over our head well so it happened to be an Edward Jones advisor that we ended up hiring he started bringing up showing us the portfolios showing us the tools they used same time that I met Tony who also worked for Edward Jones and Tony and I just started having a conversation about it. And he said, hey, you need to come work for us if you like this stuff so much and you're that interested. But I thought, you know, mid 40s is a little bit late to be making a career change, right? <laughs> well, I think most people would think that. I certainly did. Um, he said, oh, no, I'm training a guy in his 40s right now. We, we, we hire people as their second career all the time. If you're interested, you should apply. So I did. And uh, it's a pretty, lengthy long drawn out hiring process but finally in the um i guess it was december 19 of 2019 i actually got an official offer from edward jones so i put in a uh, a 60-day notice at my former company since i was kind of kind of a key employee in the sense i was the operations director and i was a board member and i was on the esop plan committee and so i held a lot of positions there so I gave him 60 days notice, left that and started my studies to become a financial advisor on February 3rd of 2020 and uh, finished, passed all my tests, cleared all the hurdles and officially became active in July. Like you said, July of 2020. Mm -hmm. So right through the pandemic, there I was. That's awesome. That is awesome. I find that's such a that's a pretty crazy achievement. I'm sure there's tons of people that would love to switch careers, but kind of feel like locked into it. Is that is that like a is there like an um I guess insight you would have for people that are like that? 
Yeah, because I'll tell you, um, you know, it's easy and, and you guys probably already kind of feel some of this, even being even being very young, but it's kind of easy to keep doing what you've always done. Mm -hmm. And so it caught in that and it doesn't necessarily have to be a rut. Right. It doesn't just because you continue to do what you've been doing doesn't mean you're stuck in a rut, but it does kind of limit your growth mm -hmm. because we get up. We learn once you know what you're doing really well in your career, you can almost do it on autopilot. Yeah. And so you're not really challenged and you're not really growing anymore. You're just doing what you've done for three years, five years, 10 years, however long it is. And so our brain is not really working the same way that it was when we were learning all that stuff. Right now mm -hmm. we've got all the pathways built. It's like, it's like so many things tying your shoe. When you first learned to tie your shoe, you thought about every step of it. Now you just do mm -hmm. it without thinking you brush your teeth. You thought about every brush stroke. Now we just do that. You don't even think about it. And that your career can be that way. Your physical fitness can be that way. Your eating habit, just your whole life, right, can get into these patterns. And so it's easy to do that. But what I think I would say to people is just make sure you're challenging yourself in some area of your life all the time. Maybe not all of them all the time, <laughs> but you know, but, but maybe physically you're challenging yourself at this certain point and you're trying to do some new things physically or you're trying to, your spiritual life is a, a place you can challenge yourself, your, your career, a place you can challenge yourself. If you feel like you're not growing and you're not being challenged and you're not really expanding, then it's probably a time to find something and some way to do that, uh, even though it may seem a little bit daunting, but there's... Yeah, there's a reward for taking that challenge. So even like there, this taking the challenge was scary. And as a man who has a family, was there ever a fear of like, oh my goodness, my family is going to be affected because of this change too. And how did you cope with that? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> definitely. Uh, and I still think about that too, because, um, you know, took, took a pretty good pay cut to, to make the transition. But one thing that we did do is, is kind of set ourselves up to have a little bit of leeway, you know, in the finances and stuff like that. So dropping income didn't really affect us. And um, so, so there was a little bit of preparation in that, in just how we kind of had lived. But the challenge becomes, you know, you do kind of get used to however you live, right? Whatever you get used to doing whatever income you, have, you kind of get used to it whether you need it or not it's just kind of nice to have and so you know you so you may have to do some preparation and then you may have to cut some things out right if, if you're taking a step down and pay for an opportunity then you just look through your budget and you decide okay well what things would be okay you know what things are we doing that we don't really have to do they're nice and they're fun to do but we don't really have to do them it's not really going to change our life if we don't do this anymore and so you know there was a, a margin of safety i think calculated into that but also part of that the you know the question about you know you have the family that depends on you that's actually a good that's one of those it's a stressor but it's a good stressor that drives you to to build and to grow and to do need something that is a little bit hanging over you that says you know what you, you really there are no days off because you have to do this because you have people depending on and so that's important nice. Nice.
That's interesting because we were talking um, initially when we were talking about the concept behind the podcast. My first thought was to talk about habits and habit, uh, different ways of forming habits, different ways to break bad habits, good habits, bad habits, and the differences. And to have people on and talk about habits that they have that are beneficial, habits that they have that they would like to get rid of, and that kind of stuff. So hearing you talk about habits is interesting. It's always something that's been interesting to me. BFA was like, uh, I think that's pretty niche and you might have one person listening to it, but yeah. I was like, okay, well, that's fair. That's Will, interesting though. Will, take us through a day in the life of Will Boyd. So just the typical weekday. Probably. Yeah, like a what Tuesday. What does a Tuesday yeah. look like for yeah, you, Will? So, Mr. Captain America? So, so Tuesday, <laughs> typically, so I, uh, I usually set an alarm uh, for 4.30 I very rarely use it, but it's always there just in case. It's my backup, right? I always try to turn it off because I wake Megan up. Um, so uh, so at 4.30 is just the time that I kind of is my deadline to get up. I usually wake up about 4.15. I get ready, um, go, go to Crunch Fitness right here in Tyler, just down the road and um, work out. I've got a buddy that meets me over there and, and just, you know, depending on whatever workout we're doing go through that and that usually takes from we usually start about five we start lifting we're usually done by about six maybe six ten or so something like that then I come back and so currently Megan's not not feeling too well so she hasn't been she hasn't been going to the gym but typically I come back she goes to the gym and then I get Eli up kind of start getting him ready make breakfast um, you know stuff like that then we take him over to his school, uh, drop him off about 8.15 or so, bring Megan back to the house. And then I head over to Kilgore, Liberty City, which is where my office is. And then from, you know, I get there about nine and then I just look at the, the calendar for the day. And, and that from there, so that part is almost exactly the same every day, Monday through Friday. That doesn't change much. Mm -hmm. um, but from that nine o'clock spot, once once the workday really starts, that could be things like, you know, I could have a WebEx, could have a luncheon, I could have uh, clients coming into the office, I could have Zoom appointments, I could have uh, out of the office appointments where I'm actually traveling to visit with the client, um, phone call lists. Um, there's times that we're, where I'm building portfolios, uh, doing. Uh, deposits for clients or investments for clients. So that part of the day, all of those pieces just have to fit in somewhere between uh, about nine and then 4.30 and then anything that I don't. So then I leave to, to come back because Megan and I like to like to take Eli together and we like to go get him together. So then anything that's hung over from that, I pick up, you know, sometime after six or seven in the evening, which could be emails, or sometimes I have late appointments or whatever, but the day is very malleable. I mean, it, it changes a lot and, and it's, all those are pieces of it, but there's no specific order. Like when, what time slot those fall is all over the place. So it, it truly is a different day every day. Do you like that? That's awesome. Does it, does yeah. that try to zoom out? Well, it, you know what? It, I actually do. I love it. But what's funny about that is I'm a tremendous creature of habit. I, I like my routines. I like this happening here, this happening here, this happening here. I like things very ordered and very structured. But I love that. I love that. Um, 
surprise throughout the day, right? Because mm -hmm. I may have um, a client just walk in, you know, just I didn't know they were coming or whatever. I could be on a WebEx or I might be on another call and anything can happen. You don't know what, what it's going to be and when it's going to happen. And I find that kind of fun, even though I've always considered myself very much a pattern person and routine person. I actually found that I actually really enjoy having that just a very open structure where things you just know what you have to do and you put those wherever you put them to get them done. And, and I find that actually kind of fun. Nice. So I noticed something pretty regular is the 5 a.m. workouts. How long yeah, has that I was been about going to, on? I was about to ask into that. <laughs> uh, we started that um, shortly after, you know, when the gyms opened up from COVID, mm -hmm. uh, started that up. Prior to that, I had, I had mostly worked out in kind of over the lunch hour, um, you know, you, 11 o'clock, you know, like 11 to 12 or something like that. That's what I did for the longest time. If I did any workout in the morning, it was usually just cardio like a 30 minute treadmill or elliptical or some, some kind of ballistic training or something like that. But short, usually 30 minutes of something like that. Um, and, and I would work out all the weightlifting and stuff was around lunch. But, but then when the COVID lockdown hit, um, we came out of that in order for Megan and I to both get um, our workouts in and pretty much it had to start early so so I could be back at the house, get her out to her workout, and she could still get back in time for our day to start. And so that and that's been pretty good um, because I, I actually found I like it pretty well to get it out of the way early because then you don't have it hanging over your head. <laughs> What's the uh, I started working out almost a year ago. I'm coming up on my one year anniversary pretty soon which is cool but i'm still learning uh, a lot um so what's the what's the workout split looking like i gotta know so right now <clears throat> we're actually in the very last week of what is a it's actually a percentage-based workout where you base everything on the three big power lifts which is bench squat deadlift mm -hmm. and you you start out you kind of you kind of test your one rep max and you pick you know about whatever that is and then you start and you do a week of five, it's five sets of five reps, or actually it starts at five sets of eight. You do that for two weeks and hopefully you get all, you should get all of your eight reps at five because you're only at 60%. Yeah. Then you move up. So then you go to 65 the second week and it's five by eight. And then week three changes to five by five. And you do that and you just keep moving that percentage up till you get to uh, 85% and you're trying to do three sets of three at that point. Okay. And, and the idea is that you're, you're training yourself to then that last week of the program, you're going to shoot for top and over whatever you'd set your max. Okay. At. That's, that's what it's built for. Try to yeah. kind of push over that new level. Um, and How's then it the work for you? that goes around it. So, so it, it's good. I've done um, different types of this uh, by three and three by threes. I've done different, um, different versions of it, but I always like it because I like working down to those lower rep ranges. The higher rep yeah. ranges kind of work 
work on me a little bit. <laughs> where, where, where it makes me tired. But um, like Sunday is where we do the bench. And so that's the heavier bench day. And with that, there's accessory movements that kind of, you're kind of working a little bit of the whole body mm -hmm. every day, but it's core movement that you start with. And then you just supplement with, you know, a little bit of back work, a little bit of lower body work. Um, and so you're hitting triceps, biceps, back, shoulders, legs, every, you're hitting everything. But out of yeah. four workouts, you have your squat, your deadlift, your bench as a base. And then there's one that's a close grip bench press that's really designed as the core movement of that fourth workout. And that's really built to kind of push your bench up, which is by far my weakest area. So I need mm -hmm. a lot of help there. Your <laughs> um, bench is your weakest will? That's surprising. Oh yeah. yeah, my bench press has always been. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I, I just, man, I go in there, I work hard, I do my best, and I live with the results. What else are we going to do? That's right? awesome. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. <laughs> Will, so you've been working out for a while now, since uh, I would assume in your 20s, is that right? Uh, well, I mean, I started, you know, in high school, we had, we had circuit training, and then we had strength training for like baseball, football, uh, different sports. But as far as more the weightlifting side where that was my real target was probably in college. Yeah. Probably about 19. So, so 30 years. What would you say? How do you, how would you recommend someone to stick with it for 30 years? Cause you know, people, people are out there for like quick results, you know? Well, yeah. And so there's, there's a, a big piece of it really is consistency um, a, a, a training partner is, it's been huge for me. Um, you know, not everybody needs that. Um, but for me, I, and I, and I would recommend it because what happens is when you train by yourself, you wake up, today's not the day, right? It's pretty easy to just go back to bed. But when you know, somebody's meeting you at the gym, you don't ever want to be the one that makes the call. That yeah. says, hey, Hey dude, I'm not lifting today. Right. You don't be that guy. So you end up going and it pushes you through those, especially in the early days when you're just getting started, that happens a lot more. Once you build the habit, right? Like you were talking about, Caleb, mm -hmm. once you have the habit, it, it starts to perpetuate itself. You get a little bit of this, you're, you're up, even though it's early and you don't necessarily want to be up, but your body starts to get used to it. Your mind mm -hmm. starts to get used to it. And so that training partner helps you get through the early, early part. And then varying the routine so you don't ever get mm -hmm. bored with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. and, and some people you know 12 12 week workout programs some people like four week workout programs you know and, and you just you have to find kind of individually what fits you because if you get bored with a workout program you, you end up going through the motions right yeah. you just here and let's get through it let's get this done and that's better than nothing right that's a heck of a lot better than just staying in bed or sitting on the couch but you're not really making the best use of your time. So you got to find, if you feel like you're bored with it, you know, it's been five weeks, switch it up. Don't, you know, mm -hmm. don't feel like you have to just keep doing the same thing if you're not feeling it. And that variety kind of keeps you, it can keep you excited. And then here's another big thing. Give it, give it at least two months, right? Don't, don't ever stop before you've gone at least two months. Mm -hmm. I think there's so many people 
that they get into week five, week six, maybe even week seven. And they're like, man, I'm not seeing any results. I'm killing myself. I'm getting up early. I'm, I'm committed to it. And I see no results. And then they, and they walk away from it. And they were literally a week or two from kind of all that work showing up and really seeing yeah. the results. Yeah. And so it's, it's grinding out until you see the result. And once you start seeing the results, now you've got, oh, okay, now it's worth it. And once you feel like it's worth it, it starts to be self-perpetuating. Mm-hmm. So those things I think are key, especially early, you know, having stuff mm-hmm. like that. The early part is the hardest part. The first few weeks are easy because you're getting excited for it. And then it just tanks straight down yeah week week five or six it's over man yeah exactly exactly i i uh my legs are my strongest so i skipped legs maybe a week and a half or for about a week and a half or like a nine day period which usually i'd hit it two times a week or i'd try to and i just hit it again two days ago and they're still they're still killing me <laughs> it teaches me not to skip them you yeah. know it's pretty brutal oh yeah yeah there's really probably not a soreness that you can get anywhere else like you can get in your legs. Yep. That, that almost feels crippling when you've done it right. Yep. But it's a, it's a good soreness. I, I like it, but it is pretty brutal. I'm not going to lie. Oh, that, that's motivating too because, you know, I, I kind of for the longest time felt like, man, if I don't wake up sore, I, I wasted my time. Yeah. And, and it's a little bit deflating when you go there and you work that hard and you get on, you're like, man, I don't, I don't feel sore. I must yeah. not have worked hard. Yeah. And, and as you get, um, as you get older, as you, as you get more maturity in your muscles and all that, it does take increasing levels of, um, the muscle confusion. So it's a variety in the weights, heavier weights, lighter weights, you know, uh, stuff yeah. like that. It takes more cause your, your body's very adaptive, which you probably already are noticing after a year. Yeah your body started to adapt to whatever you were doing that, Oh yeah, we've seen this before. So yeah, we're not going to respond. You're going to have to do something either heavier or more volume or different or we're not responding. That's why I think it is good. Also, that's another reason it's good to change up your routine, hit your muscles a little different way and something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Make muscles sore. You didn't even know you had. Then you Exactly. Have you, uh, I want to talk, have you committed to, I, I'm locked in with the gym. I have not fully jumped into the edge of nutrition and nailing down my macros and any of that stuff. Have you done any of that stuff? Uh, not, uh, I keep mine pretty simple. Um, I've, I've never been, a, I'm a vegetarian, so I'm not huge on the protein, um, especially at my age. Now, when I was younger, when I was in my 20s, I, I was, I was never the, I don't know if you, if they're still talking about this, cause I haven't read the muscle magazines and all that in a yeah, lot of years, yeah, but yeah. It, yeah, gram per pound of body weight was kind of the prescription. Yeah. And so, you know, even in my lighter days, I was 200 pounds. Um, yeah. So 200 grams of protein was like, wow, that's a lot. Yeah. So I, but I was, so I was doing probably, you know, 150 or so. I don't think I was ever doing a pound, a gram per pound. Yeah. But I was eating a lot of whey protein, a lot of supplemented protein, and I ate some meat back then, a lot of boneless, skinless chicken breast, a lot. I mean, I've eaten probably more cans of tuna fish than, oh, I don't even want to think about 
So lots of, lots of that stuff. Um, but then as I got older, I kind of shifted. And then I guess when I was about 20, somewhere around 25 or six, I think is when I kind of switched into the meatless diet. And mm -hmm. so I had looking for plant-based proteins. And yeah. so, uh, I cut the, so the protein level dropped and now I target, you know, 60 grams a day or something like that. And, and it seems to be doing well. Um, so it's kind of a, a certain amount of protein, um, lots of fruits, lots of vegetables. Um, that's kind of my target. I don't count calories. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't throw in a cheat day in there, you know, and, and I think that's actually yeah. important. You know, I've never been on a, a just like absolutely no sugar for six weeks yeah. never I've never done um I've always had a little bit here or there to where I never had the overwhelming craving and yeah. um so I think it is kind of keeping a, a balanced diet get the calories you need based on what your target is so obviously if you're trying to grow yeah. build muscle and get bigger you're going to need a, a calorie surplus you're going to need more calories if you're trying to do more speed work and lean up and be faster, then you're probably going to be a little more on the calorie deficit side. And so hmm. I think as long as the calories come from good sources, um, you just kind of pin those to where you're trying to go. But for me, it's like a typical lunch. When I pack my lunch is going to be something like this. It's going to be like a black bean patty or two of those, something like that. I'll have a bowl of spinach in there, a cucumber, carrots, pecans, almonds, or walnuts, grapes, or oranges, or apples, you know, some combination of that is what my lunchbox looks like every day. Mm -hmm. And I take it with me. Um, so I've always got food there. So if I do get hungry, I can grab, you know, let's say, say some grapes or something. And that keeps you from getting too hungry. Because if you're like me, yeah. I think a lot of people have this problem. I've had it my whole life. I let myself get too hungry. All I want is cake and donuts and the Dr. Yeah. Pepper and right, Damon. <laughs> so, so it's nice to always have something there that you can snack on that's fairly healthy. And then you don't ever get into that. I don't know if it's low blood sugar or what causes that, but mm -hmm. whew, man, it can get ugly. Yeah. And heaven forbid you go to the pizza buffet hungry. Look out. <laughs> yeah. Or the vending machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's been effective for you to just have a little bit of like a little piece of cake or a little a little smoothie I mean a little mixed milkshake rather than because like for me I'm yeah. like man I'll just binge like I'll be like oh I'm eating so well and then I'm like <gasps> inhale like six milkshakes <laughs> yeah my weakness that's a, i mean i think that's so, a more sustainable way of doing it too it's a long-term solution to the to the problem rather than if you get if you get stuck on a very restrictive diet you're not going to keep it up forever unless you just have overwhelming willpower but the majority of people aren't going to keep it up forever so you just find a uh, find a solution yeah, that works functional. for you and keep it up. i kind of yeah kind of a functional diet where you, yeah you let yourself that leeway to to kind of stray off course enough to kind of satisfy and then what you can also do and this has worked for me over time is i can make the like the cheat days or the cheat meals can get a little less calorie dense they can be a little less in, encompassing and so you kind of refine that down a little bit and then all of a sudden you know having a donut in the morning here or there or having that piece of cake or whatever it is uh with dinner uh for example 
I don't know if you guys go to McAllister's, but if you've ever seen their colossal carrot cake. No, I haven't. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Now I eat, <laughs> I eat five of those things, but I don't, I just ordered one. Right. So yeah. you just have the one piece of carrot cake and everything's okay. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Nice. Nice. Um, well, I don't know if you're super willing or willing. <laughs> okay to talk about this, but I just, I want to ask. Um, so um, y'all have gone through the adoption process with your son. So can we talk about, can we yeah. talk about it? Is that okay? Oh, yeah. We so, can talk about it. you know, most people have kids naturally. <laughs> I guess is the term we're yeah. like biologically. Yeah. Um, what was that process like of like adopting a child in the United States? <laughs> so, well, I'll tell you, um, pretty cool um, for for any anybody that happens to be listening that uh, believes God has a hand in everything, which we certainly believe He had a hand in this. I'll tell you how that came about. So, Megan and I, and Bay, you probably already know this. Uh, we had never really said yes kids no kids right we had it was just hey we'll see where it goes well clearly we didn't have any right as you know (laughs) uh, let's see i guess about 10 years when so we had been married actually he was born on our 10th anniversary but we didn't know him yet right oh that's cute uh that's cool remember third of 2016 was our 10-year anniversary but we had we wouldn't meet for another year um so um, you know, then he came into the church through Greta Talios. She was his foster mom and we got to know him, you know, Megan and I both. And so we were both independently, like we didn't have a conversation together, Megan and I, but independently just kind of fell in love with him. And, and she was waiting on me and her prayer was, and she actually told me this story later, but she said, I prayed because I felt like we needed to have him. And so I prayed and my prayer was that if God, if this is your will, then I, I really need will to bring it up. Right. So then she said about two weeks after she prayed that prayer, and I think she was praying it consistently, but I'd have to ask her to be sure. But she said about two weeks after that prayer, you know, maybe that she started praying that prayer. I mentioned that we were driving. I said, you know, we, we ought to call Rita and ask her, you know, what's the process? So uh, how much time do we have? Because uh, there's some details story that are important. Give, um, give us as much as you, you want, as less as you want. Okay. It's all on you. <laughs> so, yeah, that's interesting. So, I'd like to know. We said, man, let's call, let's call Rita. And we did. And so we're driving down the road. You got Rita on Talios on the phone and just asked her, hey, what's the adoption process like? Uh, and this is a true story. The first thing she said was, well, it's too late to get Eli, but here's who you need to talk to. And so she gave us the number where they have these meetings where you go and learn about adoption. And it was both through Arrow, which is a private agency that we went through, and then CPS, which was also there at this meeting. So, you know, we talked about it and, and we weren't like our goal was not like we felt impressed to adopt. That was not it. We felt impressed to have him. So yeah. it wasn't just a <laughs> blanket of hey, we want to adopt a kid our heart and our mind was we want this guy <laughs> we were in love with this kid <laughs> we need him and our, so uh so we just said you know what 
Yeah, Greta knows what she's talking about. She's been doing this a long time. I think Eli was her 69th foster child. So wow. she knows the ropes. She knows how things work. She know he was about, she knew he was about to go up for what's called legal risk, which means that they're about to terminate rights and he's going to go from foster to full adopt, right? So whoever's home he's in when he transitions, if they're a foster to adopt household, they're going to have first choice. Well, he was yeah. about to move. We hadn't even started anything. And it's a long process. I mean, it is the... They, they do an interview with everybody that's in the house. And Kiana was living with us at the time. She had to go through the interview. They do a home inspection. They do a credit check. They do a criminal background with Megan passed, thankfully. I don't know how <laughs> they did. And so we just, man, we got the list of stuff and said, hey, if it's God's will, then nothing's going to stop it. And if it's not his yeah. will, then we don't. We don't really want it anyway, right? Even yeah. though we think, but we really want God's will. So we just went down the list. And I'm telling you, those classes, there were all classes, there were online classes, there were night classes. It was, it was just everything you could imagine on this laundry list of things you had to do, right? Down to having like a fire inspection for your home and just you it's long and it's extensive, which is why Greta thought in her mind it was not enough time. But those classes fell together just like pieces of a puzzle falling into place where we wow. needed this one, you know, like in college. Well, you need this class, but you need this one as a prereq and you can't get this until next semester. <laughs> it was like the exact opposite. It was like, hey, we need this class. That's on Tuesday. We can do this one Monday night. I mean, it wow. literally was that. And so we just went through the process and, and this, this date won't be exactly right, but approximately November 3rd, we got our little certificate hanging on our wall that said, you know, you can take in a foster child. And he came in our home November 6th and never left. Wow. That was, yeah. And that was in 2017. Uh, that would have been 20. So he was born in 16. We met him in December of 16. He came into our home November of 17. Wow. Yeah. And so, and, and it's never left. And then officially we adopted him in 18. That's awesome. Yeah. And That's such a beautiful story. I love how that all worked out. That's awesome. It really is an amazing story. And it is, you know, and it, and it was life changing for us. We just kind of now are like, yeah, what do we do with our time? Cause, <laughs> cause you know, he, he takes a lot of time up. I mean, I get home from work and we, throw the football around or we go bike riding or we go yeah. out ball or I mean it's just always he's constant motion you know our kids are and yeah yeah, yeah we just wonder hey what did we do we we must have wasted a lot of time we probably yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome well how do you find all this energy to just go 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 like from five in the morning workout to have to tucking your child in a bed at eight to doing a podcast at 9 30 p.m like how do you do it uh, well you just you sleep you know and, and try to get restful sleep uh because you you need to maximize that right um yeah. and so it is you know i'm trying to never stay up too late like i, I get in bed between um the earliest you know typically is around 10 to the latest being about 11 30 but i try never to stay too late you know 
And so, and then you, you just get up and you just keep going and you always have something, you know, lined up next. And then you, you kind of have to listen to, you know, emotionally, mentally, physically, all areas of your life, they'll tell you when to take a break, you know, kind of when to disconnect, decompress for a minute. Um, and, and you need to listen to those things, especially, um, you know, to the body as you get older, you can't push through stuff like you could when you were younger, because when the body breaks at 50, it's not like breaking at 25, it, yeah. it feels good. <laughs> 25, um, you know, you get up north of 40 and it, it just takes longer to heal. It's not that, you know, I'll tell well, I can still do just about everything at, at almost, I'll be 50 in November. Um, I can still do almost everything I could do at 25, maybe not as many times, maybe not as fast, um, you know, but there's really nothing that as far as life goes that you, you want to just give up on just because you're older, you know, you want to yeah. continue to do those things and keep doing them because the, if you stop, it gets harder to, to kick back up. It's kind of like a freight train, really. You yeah. know, once they're going, they're going. But if they ever come to a full stop, it's a piece of work to get them going again. Yeah. Same true, right? You know, and, and read a lot too. Uh, it's not just physical, but mentally, you know, your mind, you need to keep your mind active on stuff too, um, outside of, you know, something visual that you're watching, but you need to read books or, or listen to something that's stimulating. Um, where you're learning you want your brain always taking into information uh, which could be career oriented or it could be something you're just interested in um, mm -hmm. and, and that kind of keeps you going because you just want you know life's a lifelong learning process and you want to you want to be a little bit better tomorrow than you were yesterday a little bit better next year than you were last last year or this year and, and when you think about it like that it just kind of is exciting every day to get up and see what today's going to bring. And you want to look at the day that way. I like that. It's a good perspective. <laughs> I got to ask though. So if you're, so you're a fan of, did you, you said you played football in high school or. Yeah, I played football. Ba uh, baseball was probably my biggest sport. Uh, I played that longest. Um, what positions you play? In both. All basketball, baseball, wrestling. Um, those were the, <laughs> That was, that was wrestling up north was really a big deal when I lived in Wyoming for those few years. That was a big deal. So I was involved in that. Uh, baseball was only in the summer, as you can imagine, mm -hmm. in Wyoming. You didn't, you didn't have it like you would have down here in the in the high schools. It was actually mm -hmm. in the summer league. And then football, of course, was was in the school. So, yeah, I played all those sports um, and, and liked them all. Football, baseball, probably my top two. Um, what positions did you play? Still love them. Um, so in baseball, I played everything from pitcher, catcher, shortstop to outfield. Mm -hmm. And then football, I was running back and an inside linebacker. Nice. Cool. You have a, a favorite NFL team? Uh, yeah, I've been a Cowboys fan as far oh, as I can no. remember. But it's getting hard oh, to do. I tell you. I, I, it's but, always been hard to do. Let me put on this hat real quick. No. Oh, man. <laughs> I got well, my Saquon Barkley shirt. Though, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll teach you something you may not know. Uh, have you ever heard of Tom Hendry? Yeah, uh, he, I don't think so. He was, he was the very first Dallas Cowboy coach. Okay. Coached them from uh, about 1960 to about 1988. 
So the only coach they had for the longest time, he started with the New York Giants. Oh, wow. For the New York Giants. Coached. He was an assistant coach with Vince Lombardi on the New York Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's awesome. A lot of history there between those teams. But that's, yeah, Giants have a, a very good history. Good family. Yeah, I think bad team right now, but Mara family. They're having a rough run, too. They are. But they, they got third and sixth draft pick, I think. So I'm hopeful. We'll see. Yeah. What is uh, who you got? Who you got for the Super Bowl? Who you got for the Super Bowl? What do you think? Uh, you know what? It's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to vote against the Bengals. It is. I'm I'm on the bandwagon for the Bengals. I love the Rams too, though. So I'm either way. I'm happy either way to be honest with you. The Bengals to me are kind of the Cinderella story because they came out of truly nowhere. I mean, yeah. I I literally when they made the playoffs, I was like, oh well, they, you know, I just didn't expect them to do anything. Yeah. And then they just all they did was just kept winning. Yep. <laughs> then the oh, Chiefs were three and thirteen like two now. years ago. So who would have known? Yeah. Yeah. So and uh that uh Joe Burroughs came out of LSU, so he's kind of uh, you know Louisiana's yeah. just far Texas, so he's just around the corner, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll claim him, especially if he wins. Yeah, for <laughs> <laughs> awesome. like grew up right across the street from us. <laughs> oh, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's an underdog story. Everyone likes an underdog story too, so that's cool. That's true. Well, so um I guess last question before we we close tonight. Um right. you said that every year or every day should be better than yesterday. So what's how is this year going to be better than last? So, well, in, in several ways. Um, so let's start with um, career-wise. We'll say that, um, you know, I'm kind of catching my groove a little bit, you know, since this is a, still a relatively new field for me, uh, only having been in it to, at this point less than two full years in the field, right? So I'm, I'm getting more comfortable. I'm learning, learning better making better contacts, growing the business. So I think from, from that perspective, from a business perspective, there'll be growth and, and that's good. Um, so that's one piece and it's not the most important piece that the next piece and one of probably the most important piece when you think about God and family. Mm -hmm. And so you want that always improving too. Um, as Eli grows, you know, we're able to build a relationship with him. It's hard to build a relationship deeply and meaningfully with a, an 18 month old, you know, <laughs> not that you don't love them. Right. And yeah, you care, yeah. But you just, it's hard to build a relationship with very, very young, but as they grow, they start to learn things and they start to get stuff and stuff starts to matter to them. And so you start really feeling this bonding that comes with that child as they're growing and you're actually teaching them things and you just see the relationship developing and it, it truly is about time. It's not so much what you do. It's just the time that you put in with, you know, anybody that's important to you in your life. This is true with children. It's true with a spouse, uh, any significant other boyfriend, girlfriend, um, husband or wife. Uh, even, even with like, if you're the child situation, the time you put in with your parents, right? Or aunts or uncles, any relationship you want. And so from a family perspective, um, the time we're spending together, um, I want to improve that, that quality. And it's been good, but you know, you can always find areas where you can improve a little bit, right? It doesn't have to be 
broad sweeping changes. But if you can just improve a little bit over time, it becomes big improvements, right? And that's kind of the kind of the goal. So you have your career, then you have what you want to do with your family, and then of course, from a health perspective, um, part of mine is going to be for for me this year. Uh, you know, I got really sidetracked on just the weightlifting and kind of I was biking and swimming and running because Megan had to do those little sprint tries. So I was always pretty active in that. But that's all. If you think about what those things are, they're all very linear, right? Swimming, mm -hmm. biking, running. It's all kind of just forward, right? There's not a whole lot of side to side and back and all that stuff. Well, then I started playing softball again fairly recently started noticing man my muscles were just getting tightened up yeah. getting knotted all over the place and it's because I wasn't doing any kind of ballistic training at all really it was just a little bit of cardio and stuff like that so much more attention to stretching um, lateral movement ballistic style training uh, in the cardio arena and I think that's going to help me physically improve and so then the the single most important one you know and I everybody will say this I think that anybody that's church going or God fearing would say well the most important thing in my life is God right and it's easy to say but then we have to kind of press pause for a second and go is that really true how much time do I spend with God yeah. thinking about God talking about God right mm -hmm. and so so that's an area of, of real concerted effort and, and it's something as simple as a Bible reading plan that you just stick to every day so Megan did that last year. We're on again this year to read the Bible through in a year. And, you know, we have the what chapters we need to read each day and all that. And that's a good thing to do. But what mm -hmm. I plan to put in to make this year better than last year is that I'm trying to learn more of the history behind the things that I'm reading in the Bible. Right. So I'm trying to take a deeper dive as opposed to just reading through the chapters I want to dig in and, and learn a little bit more because I think God's always talking to us through that. So, so those areas are where I hope to see this year be at least a little bit better than last. And then we'll try to try to do that again next year too. All right. Well, thank you, Will. That's, uh, I want to be like you someday. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you so yeah, this was awesome. Nice to meet you. Yes. Pleasure. Really nice to meet you too, Caleb. I really enjoyed this, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. All right. Well, hey, y'all have a good night, and uh, we'll see you later. All right. Bye. Nice. Okay, you can't tell me that's not the most like well-rounded individual you've ever met. No, it's true. I was thinking about that. I was like, how, how um, insightful in like all things, <laughs> all the know? things I was interested in. He talked about all of them. I was like, nice. <laughs> like, yeah, like, and it's not like you know, some people are like they know a lot about one thing, like about music, but this guy like knows a lot about literally everything. <laughs> pretty awesome captain america was a good adjective or a good uh, descriptor there yeah if only if only he wasn't a cowboys fan though that's brutal
Well, that's awesome though. Yeah, great guest. Super insightful. He talked about habits too and going to the gym and work, everything. It's awesome. I know. Like I got like best selling author vibes from him. Yeah, for reals, for real. He should write a book. He really that's should. Yeah. I would definitely read it, I think. Or I feel like you could do like like uh you know how people will do not like self-help seminars but like seminars on how to be better at life yeah i would listen to it it would be interesting he could do a ted talk he could do a ted talk yeah that's what he could do he's killing it right he's killing it you think we'll be like that in our 50s (laughs) no maybe you definitely not me i'll try i'll shoot for it it's my goal (laughs) i don't know caleb i like like we talked about earlier in the podcast, I'm I'm like a, sh- a sh- I'm here for a a good time, not a long time kind of girl. Like I'm like, oh, this is great, and then it's only like it lasts like five weeks, you know? Yeah, not a so you're not a habit, you're not a ha- creature of habit like he is. I am for a little for a short amount of time. I'm not a yeah for five weeks kind of girl. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I that's something that I wish I not I wish, but that's something I could work on. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think we can all work on it to be honest. So that was so interesting. I like that. I'm gonna, yeah, nice. I'm gonna think about that later today as I make chili garlic noodles at two in the morning. I think, yeah, no, not two. I'm gonna make them now. I'm, yeah. I'm getting better. I would make them at 11:30 now. Okay, now, so. now you feel like yeah. redeeming yourself after having that conversation with that man. <laughs> with will you're like oh man i gotta like i do go to sleep at 11 <laughs> why yes my first no, alarm does go off. i'll go to sleep at two. Oh yeah <laughs> my alarm to go to sleep goes off at four in the morning <laughs> Jeez, that is impressive though i love it that's the second person we've had on after dallas that has had that to like work out for me i work out like it like i don't know sometime uh i'm not even consistent with that so I, and I like, like, I really like the fact that he preached, like, or he talked about balance, you know? Yeah. Because obviously, like, he said he is a creature of habit, but at the same time, mm. like, bro, um, for our listeners, it's 9.30 p.m. Central. And yeah, like, we kept him up. We're throwing off the machine. How could we? Yeah. And but he still, <laughs> like, did it. And he was still, like, super yeah, awake. Yeah, super and, nice and super, yeah, that was awesome. I think, yeah, in like at the end when he was wrapping it up, he still like hit all those points. It was like a good essay. Like he, he started off, he's like, today I'm going to talk about this, this, this. And then, he, and then he like talked about each of them. And then he went at the end, he was like, and that's why this, this, this is important. And I was just like, what? what? That was insane. I feel like I got played. And, and it was beautiful. I'm yeah, like, I know. I'm right. I know. <laughs> like, did you prepare for this? I thought I was I the interview. Now he's like, like he was like, yeah, he had his phone up in front of like a presentation. He's like going off. And like, that was so impressive. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I think, and it is a good, it is insightful. You know, like he has all those things. He knows which ones are the most important. You know, in his religious walk and his um and his family, and then he like has them categorized. You know, but he like still mentions them all and says, you know, I focus on this, I focus on this, and I think it's important to have concrete things to try and improve on, even if they are small. You know, say, hey, maybe I'm not gonna go into the Olympics this year, but this year I'm gonna go to the gym more than last year, and then the next year more than that, and more than that, and more than that, and do more here and do more here, and then eventually 
by the time you're 30, 40, 50, 60, it's never too late to start. But by the time you get to 10 years down the road from wherever you are now, then you've built a significant change, like one little piece at a time. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I'm just going to imply this from our conversation, but he said that the finance thing was just like an interest from like when he was in high school or college. And then now at like 40, 50, he made the career change into something yeah. that was like, that's, that's really cool. Cause people go to, like Oh, and that's impressive. That. Yeah. People and people, there's tons of people that feel trapped in their jobs, you know, or they feel, you know, stuck in the routine and to be able to change that, oh, that's awesome. That's super awesome. You want me to send you this garlic chili noodle recipe? Yeah. It's pretty good. Is it with hot oil? No. You like chop up like three scallions. Okay, get a bowl. I'm going to give it to everyone. Now you can all know. Listen all right. closely. Get rice noodles. Wide rice noodles. That's what I use. They're just delicious. They're like chewy. They soak up the sauce. Delicious. And then what you're going to do is you're going to get a bowl. You're going to heat up like maybe a quarter cup of oil. Just put that heating up. And while it's heating up, you're going to chop up some scallions i do like two or three i like scallions i'm gonna chop up like five cloves of garlic i love garlic maybe one little piece of ginger root and then you're gonna put that all in a bowl and then you're gonna get a little chinese chili flakes like szechuan chili flakes i got the peppers i just chop up the peppers real small and i throw in a little peppercorn but you don't got to do that you don't got to go crazy and you can even just use really regular chili flakes and then just like put it in there put it in the bowl so it's in the bowl then you cook your noodles once the oil is hot, you pour it over that and it like makes chili oil, but it's like garlic, ginger, scallion chili oil. Then you put the noodles on top, finish it with a little soy sauce, little sesame seed oil. Amazing. What's a- and send me a picture. I'll cash out them ten dollars. That's a standing offer. This is the second time you've offered money. Yeah, like, I think. What is up with that? Are you like just hemorrhaging no. cash? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> no, the first one. That's just impressive. If anyone makes these noodles, that shows commitment. They deserve to be rewarded for that commitment. And then after they make it, they're gonna be so impressed. It's like maybe it's like a pyramid scheme. Like, like bought into it. Got to <laughs> make my money back. No, I'm serious. This is what I'm doing. I'm offering it as a standing reward a bounty if someone makes these noodles if they made it to the end of the podcast it's their reward for making it to the end of the podcast they get dope noodles and 10 bucks and tag us on spiked out for the proof no pics it didn't happen what's what oh yeah, we, yeah what yeah. do we say like back in 2014 like happen. yeah something like that yeah something like that that's it they gotta post on instagram tag us in it and then okay well i guess that does it for us I guess it does. Thanks for listening, guys. We forgot to sign out last time. It ended funky. Thank you for all your support. We've heard a lot of friends like say how nice the podcast is, and that's really sweet, guys. Yeah, we love you guys. It's all for you and for us and for mostly us, but also for you. 50-50. You're getting like um, tired, Bay and Caleb, post ships. Like, How long did you work today, homie? I didn't work that long today, but I did get bodied at work, so it was tragic. The other day, I worked 12 hours. Imagine 12 hours in the back of an olive garden. That would stink. There was terrible music playing, too, the whole time. So I started to, like, get this, like, weird rage where I was like, I can kill someone. But then I kind of faded once I left. So. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> this is the ASMR portion. <laughs> All right, we'll let Bay go to bed, guys. Everyone, you. thank you for joining. Thank, thank you, you for so episode much. of Spiked Out. We love you guys. We love you. Bye. 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 Bye.